So what's up? What's um, good? Popping, popping, Charlie. <laughs> this nigga with the shorty. <laughs> Anyways, young Shanny, it's good with um, you. Yeah. So welcome to our first taping of our podcast, Three Strangers. Three Strangers in the building, black, black. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Uptown. Yeah, so I think in this first episode, we're just kind of going to introduce ourselves and just talk about why we're doing this in the first place. Um, so, Sam, I want to start with the you introductions. Could, you, could afford, you could spearhead us real quick. What, right, what, brush right. me, what, bless, what made you want to do this? Bless the mic. Well, first, I'll say who I am. All right. Um, well, my name is Chanel. I am from all over the place, but originally from Uganda. So, lived there till I was six and then came to the U.S., and was raised in Albany, New York, upstate. But I did live, or I have family in the city too, or close to the city. So I went back and forth. Um, but New York is my home. And then I went to school in Minneapolis and just recently graduated in Maine. Um, Congratulations. And then, thank you. And then... Young buck. <laughs> and then moved to D.C. like eight months ago now, I guess, nine months ago. So in June of 2019. So yeah, that's how I'm here. Okay, okay. Welcome to the city. Well, you want to go ahead, bro? Go ahead. All right. Well, my name is Tyrell, but y'all can call me Tyreezy, little Ty. (laughs) Um, But nah, I'm originally from Baltimore, Maryland, but I grew up in uh, North Carolina, Fayetteville, North Carolina. Then I went to Winston State University for undergrad. And I just moved to D.C. a month and some change ago, wanted to try something different, wanted to elevate myself and grow as a young professional and so now i'm here oh you said fayetteville that's where j cole from of course let let dreamville swag okay Okay. that's why he always saying shorty too because he shouted us out yeah that's right technically but you're from baltimore though from baltimore but kind of both right i read both you know what i'm saying but now i don't know east side all day right it's the east coast facts Dope, dope. I so, agree. my name is, uh, I got a few names, man. It's uh, Chuck or Chauncey. It's kind of a mixture. My middle name is Chauncey. Chuck is short for a long Nigerian name. I was uh, born and raised in New Haven, Connecticut. I am Nigerian-American, so I, yeah, I lived in Nigeria for three years. Um, yeah, I came to D.C. Actually, I came to the DMV about two and a half years ago. I was in Maryland initially. Me and my brother were rooming up, uh, and then I moved to D.C., Back in December, and um, yeah, I just came out to the uh, I came out to the DMV area. I wanted to kind of expand on my business, you know, endeavors. I had a trucking company, so um, you know, I just felt like DC was a great place to do it. And I also do music. There's a few uh, things going out here that interested me, so you know, here I am. You know, I come from a small town, so. Where we come from, anywhere big is good. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I try to find a major city, and D.C. is where I ended up. Or what's up, bro? Yeah, and I think I didn't mention, I guess, what I'm involved in and why I'm, why I'm in D.C., but um, I work for a health communication consulting company, so I'm in the health field and applying to medical school in June. Got Dr. Nell. Hopefully. Mm, mm, mm. Lord willing. Stand up. I hear that. <laughs> So I'm in like the medicine, healthcare, public healthcare, like field. Dope. Yeah. What about you? What uh, what, what are you doing now? Uh, so I was in North Carolina doing pretty much housing. I worked with the homeless population down in Winston Salem. Awesome. And then I worked for a housing authority. Um, so I just kind of transitioned up here. I'm currently working for 
uh, entity of the Housing Authority in Maryland for now, and then we'll see where things go in the next month or two. Shit might be doing something else with right. COVID, you know what I'm saying? So who knows? Fuck COVID, by right. the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The COVID-19 ain't shit. Right, right. I heard he calls it the COVID. The COVID. The COVID. Like, <laughs> the COVID. Like it's, uh, it's like it's one of your homies. <laughs> but yeah, I was, like I said, I was doing entrepreneurship uh, with this trucking company. I slowed down a bit. I got into sales and marketing. So that's kind of what I'm into right now. But um, music is the main thing. And I came to D.C. I had a, a pretty uh, awesome run the first two years I was here. I was on the radio, traveling. Slowed down once I got into sales, but now I'm getting back into music. So I'm just very excited about that. Um, I actually do have a question. What uh, what made you guys get into your fields? Because it's always interesting to me why people choose the fields that they choose. Like, what made you want to be a doctor? Yeah. So I'm going I'm to touch on that, and I'm also going to touch on why, specifically D.C. Um, so I don't know. I feel like from the time I was a pretty young... Pretty young age. Yeah. Uh. Like, from the time I was, like, 10, I was just fascinated with, like, the way the human body worked. And I wanted to Mm. be a lot of things when I was younger. I wanted to be, like, a chef, an engineer. Like most of us. Like, everything. But I think I realized, okay, like, I'm decent at, like, science. And I was, like, really good at math. Um, And then I remember one time my aunt was pregnant. And I remember being, like, so fascinated by, like, the idea that she could carry, like, a human life, like, in her body. Like, that shit is nuts. Um, so, yeah. So, I was, like, really fascinated. I tell people I'm really fascinated with, like, pregnant people and, like, birth. Um, and then Pediatrician? Obstetrician? Right. Obstetrician, oh, yeah. Don't yeah. Don't so, I remember I went to one of her doctor's appointments. Listen, I'm fascinated luck. by all of that. So, I went to, um, I went to one of her, like, doctor's appointments and I remember, uh, like, reading the little charts, like, because mm-hmm. they were, like, monitoring the baby's, like, heartbeat or something. And I think she might have had, like, complications beginning of the, uh, the pregnancy or something. I don't know. But I remember reading the little charts. And I remember being, like, oh, I know that this is, like, this means that the baby's, like, active at this spike. And I know mm-hmm. that this. And I was, like, 11. And I remember the doctor coming in. And he was saying the exact same things that I was saying. And so I think from, from there, I was just kind of, like, well... This really fascinates me, and it looks like I have some type of, I don't know, not even knowledge, but, like, it was kind of like, oh, wow, like, how did I get that right? And I was Intuitive. 10 years old. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, not to say that, like, I can, like, diagnose people now. Right. But I don't know. I just felt like, okay, this is the path that I feel like I want to go go on. Mm-hmm. So. Is there any correlation? Because me being West African, and so is there any influence of you being African? Because I noticed oh, in my fact. culture, for a fact, a lot of pe- of us get into the medical field, like my for sister. So was there was that an influence as well? Oh yeah, I mean, so. like when you're African, they want you to be for like there's doctor, four careers: lawyer. doctor, lawyer, engineer. <laughs> yep. What's the other one? I feel like there's another one. Something. Yeah, one of those. Something An astronaut or some shit. Right. Like yeah. <laughs> um, Rocket scientist. Literally. So I feel like that definitely played a role in just like what occupations I thought could right. be in, like, my realm of your realm, right. And doctor was right. Yeah, because, I mean, again, like, a little kid, I wanted to be everything. I wanted to be a chef. I wanted, I actually even wanted to be an engineer at some part. I, like, mm-hmm. like playing with, like, little screws and shit. Mm-hmm. So I thought, like, oh, like, maybe this is a career that I could have. Um, but, yeah, there was, like, four different occupations that were pushed down your throat as a child. Right. And I just seemingly gravitated towards one, um... And I could have, like, dropped it because, trust me, in 
college, a lot of people, a lot of right. Africans drop that shit because they're like, all right, bro, I was definitely doing this for my parents. Mm-hmm. But I think now it's like, this shit is too expensive. It's too long of a journey. And it's just like, I don't know. It's just such a long journey and it's so expensive to be saying that you're doing it for anybody else or Facts. for money. Because mm-hmm. like, there's so many other careers that you could be doing that will get you like less school loans less school loans <laughs> how more much you, you money. got like a hundred thousand and eighty well i think the more school you do you're gonna because my sister i think has like a hundred thousand dollars in loans she's a pharmacist mm-hmm. that's just i was lucky i got a full scholarship to go to, to my undergrad but like yeah <laughs> i'm praying that's dope. i'm praying for medical school so why are you in dc yes. oh yeah yeah so when i thought about first of all i'm in my gap year so i graduated in June of 2019, and I won't matriculate into medical school until fall of 2021. Mm-hmm. So I took two gap years, and I was like, yo, this is the first time in my life I'm going to get to pick where I live, like, ever. Like, my whole life, I came to the U.S., I didn't choose that shit. Right. Mm-hmm. I lived in New York, I didn't choose that shit. Right. I went to school in Minneapolis, Minnesota. I chose it, kind of, but, like, they gave me the most money, so I went where the money was. Mm-hmm. Um... So I didn't really choose it. It was more so like, oh, okay, like they're saying they're gonna pay for this that shit, so that's where I'm gonna go. Right. Exactly. Um, so yeah, this is the first time in my life I got to like pick where I wanted to live. Dope. And I thought the two places I think about having um, black entrepreneurship, <laughs> having that's black entrepreneurship yeah. and black success are Atlanta and DC. And I've mm. always wanted to live in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And it's still like a dream of mine. Hopefully, I'll get there. We'll talk about that later. For real. Yeah. Um, but then I was like, okay, well, DC. I feel like I have family in Maryland. New York is literally Closer four hours mm-hmm. away. Like, it's yeah. It felt like it was an attainable place to be at. So that's cool. why. But like in terms of black entrepreneurship, like that was my main reason. For awesome. So black power. <laughs> my black is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what made you um, get into your field? So I'm not even gonna say I'm even in my field right now. I'm keeping a buck for you. Like after undergrad, I started working. I was working as a nonprofit. You know, what I'm saying I was a case manager, um, working with children. I worked for Big Brothers Big Sisters. You know, what I'm saying. Um, and so I was in my field, not necessarily in my field, but doing something similar to my field. I was a psych major in undergrad, and so I was working with children, doing case management, and I just worked my way up. Um, I went from case manager all the way up to program manager. And um, so I was supervising the program team and whatnot until um, my position got eliminated due to funding. So that's the issue with nonprofits. Like mm-hmm. sometimes you have a really good year. Sometimes you don't. You don't get grants. You don't get funding from donors whatnot. Yeah. So my position was eliminated. And then I started working at um, a homeless shelter doing um, management there. And then I started working for the housing authority. I came to D.C. because I wanted to shake some things up, try something different. Right. I felt like D.C. was the right move for me. I still have family in Baltimore. Also, this might be kind of weird, but I kept getting these signs that D.C. was the place for me. And every time I Donald would, Trump? Huh? Donald Trump? Nah. God, <laughs> every time I would stray away, like, something kept bringing me back to, like, you're on the right path, keep doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And things just kind of, like worked out for me see you see i'm here yeah. you know what i'm saying yep, like yep. i gave up a lot of my crap to get here but i'm gonna keep going and keep moving and see what's up that's dope yeah I'm not, and I'm, you... i don't believe in coincidences either yeah. i don't really affirm believe that nah, things were meant nah, so. like ancestors guardian angels were speaking to me hard mm-hmm. can you can you like say one sign that you feel like you got that was like all right yo like i can't ignore this shit no more um 
You might not. You might not forget. I mean, you might remember. I was multiple songs to be real with you, but I can meet a random stranger and they'll start talking about DC. Mm. Really? Facts. Wow. Um, I was searching on like Instagram and Facebook. And something about DC just popped up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I was having issues with my job, and like things would just like keep leading me this way. And be real with you, like, yeah, my other job was partially work from home, partially out in the field. But like when things just like kept falling in place, mm-hmm. and then like I got an interview, I got you guys to reach out to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I was able to come up here. Like and just make shit work. Like, right. I was like, I'm here. Like, yeah. what's good? Smooth transition. Facts. Because like, yeah. like I ended best. my lease. At my old place in North Carolina in like October, I was going month to month. You know what I'm saying? Paying twice as much in rent, which yeah. ain't shit. Because because you were doing because of that, yeah, but yeah. But you yeah, gotta think, DC. Do you gotta think like NC rent is a lot cheaper. Like so, my rent was like six fifty. Mm-hmm. So I was only paying like maybe nine hundred. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, opposed to like up here month to month. About good three thousand, you know what I'm saying? No, right. but I don't know if you pay extra if you do a month's nah, so Not everywhere. I think it depends right. on the landlord right. because yeah. I heard cases like that. Well, Sharon said she ain't doing that. Yeah, so she don't did. do that. Sharon no, create her own reality out there. Hey guys, <laughs> <laughs> cut the grass. <laughs> you go through my second compartment. <laughs> right, right. That's our landlord, by the way. Um, she cool people. Stuff. Super cool. Shout out to Sharon. We ain't gonna yes. say your last name. What's up, though? That's Doc. That's the nickname. That's Doc. So now, Chuck, what's good with you, though, man? My story is, is my story is a little different, man. You're a long ass story. Keep I know story. I'm a long nigga, so it's really hard <laughs> to have a short story. You're like six ten, six five, <laughs> to be exact. Former baller, nah, but um, I'm the youngest of seven. He tore his Achilles, remember? I did. Not Achilles, it was uh, my uh, ACL. ACL yeah. But um, I'm the youngest of seven, so to be very honest, I was definitely I won't say spoiled, but. Um, I was sort of, I was sort of spoiled. So, um, I always was that sibling that was able to branch off and do what my passion was because I always had the means to do it. So, um, I was doing music my whole life and I really believed that music was going to be, you know, that, uh, that thing that's going to make me on. So for my, all of my early twenties, I was traveling, doing music. I went to LA when I was 23, had a round trip ticket, ended up staying for a year. <clears throat> and I, I think that's when my music career started. I was making music with like a lot of uh, people in the industry and my name started getting out there. Then I went back to Nigeria. After I was there ready for two years, I went back the last year just for music. Um, you know, it was going viral on the radio, especially in Lagos for all of my Niger folk out there. You know what Lagos is. Beats FM, Naija FM, don't do a little. So, shit hey. was real. My music was. She said, oh, everybody, yo, anytime we come to Nigeria, the first thing right, motherfuckers right, right. think is, oh. <laughs> but yeah, so, um, you know, it was, it, was a, it was a long journey with music, and I took a hiatus at a point in time when I came back from Nigeria, and I just had a lot of time to sit and really think, like, what I wanted to do. And I started a, a moving company. Um, then I had a falling out with my partner. So I decided, well, actually, the falling out I had was that I wanted to expand it over here. Mm-hmm. And he kind of wanted to stay local. So we just ended up breaking the, the uh, partnership off. And then I started my own trucking company. And um, DC was the place for me because my brother and my sister lived here initially. And um, my brother was cool with like Angie Ange from um, 105.1. Is it 105.1 or 93.9? I'm thinking about some New York shit. Yeah, I'm bugging. Like 105.1 is probably. Yeah, I'm thinking. Yeah, 93.9. Yeah. 93.9. I'm bugging. 
So um, I was cool with her. So before I even moved out here, she set up an interview with me on the radio, playing my record. She was like, I want to share music with Wale. I love your stuff. So for me, coming from a small town, like going from L.A. and then Nigeria back to a small town, I was like, I need anything with exposure. Like I can't. I can't stay here. So I felt like I had a silver platter. Me being the youngest, everybody already had things established. So it was easy for me to come over here and figure it out. Yeah. So, um, you know, I got over here and, you know, um, D.C., I'm realizing I don't think D.C. is the greatest place for music. It was just better than New Haven. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as you go in music, you keep growing and keep growing. And I think I outgrew the music scene in D.C. personally. Um but I ended up just being here, and I started doing sales. I started working for an exotic dealership. Uh, Chanel remembers it was a Rolls Royce, McLaren, um, Lamborghini, BMW, Mini Cooper, and I found that that was my niche because I ended up being the top salesperson the first six months, doing my thing. But being from the streets, I don't like authority, and my GM was a pussy. <laughs> so sorry for that. For that word, was it? Was a punk. <laughs> my GM was a punk. You know what I'm saying? And, Fine, you can say pussy. Yeah, in DC fine. there's a lot of PC, so I, I really try to check my my, my language because it's just yeah. not. I'm from a small town, you can say whatever, but out here I everybody's mean, not like that. So. We all were like, first of all, you're talking to people who are not from DC, right? That's first right. and foremost. But but the first time I met you, you spazzed on me about something. I forget what. Oh my brother, she spazzed on somebody in my family. I spazzed it was on crazy. your brother because he was talking crazy. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah. But nah. So let me just to wrap up. Um. You know, I just been inside DC and I've been seeing that it's a ill community. If you have any kind of skills, yeah. you, there's definitely a lot of growth. And um, yeah, man, I was excited to see all the opportunities. So I'm here. Word. And you lived in you lived in Maryland for how long before you moved to DC? about two years? All right. Mm-hmm. So you've been in the DMV for like two. You've been and here half. for a while. So yeah, years. it will be three years in September. So. Yeah, so like me and Chuck actually, so my cousin was one of Chuck's business partners um, in the past. And so my cousin actually lived in this house. And that's how I got into this house when I graduated. Before, yeah, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Another story. Yeah, Another story. yeah, even there. I actually visit this house because I have friends that lived here before I even moved in. Oh, so it's interesting. Yeah. That's what they were? Friends and business partners. Oh. So before we dive into that, uh-huh. let's like give them a little bit of why we're calling ourselves three strangers. Why right, right, the right. podcast is three strangers. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think yeah, that's where I was kind of going. Oh, into. my fault. Okay, but that's nah, cool. It's cool. Drop I like the structure for some of the. They are you a lot. Drop the boat, Sean. You got it. They are you a lot. Screaming voice. Let me drink my. Oh, uh, yeah. No. So yeah, that's a good segue, and I think I should have. Preluded that before I started going to this, but like yeah, so we I'm call ourselves. Fancy. Preluded that. That's why I'm not saying I get the little SAT vocab every day. Because you've been studying, shut up. Um, but yeah, nah. So we basically did not know each other at all, like mm-hmm. four months ago. <laughs> like right. nobody knew each other four months ago. But what I was saying is that my cousin lived in this house before, and so when I graduated from college and I was like, I'm moving to DC, and I got like my job offer and everything. Um, it was perfect because. The roommate that she had slash her friend that was living in my room now moved out like mm-hmm. the beginning of May. So I was like, okay, great. Like I get to graduate. My job starts in June. I can just move in. And our landlord is cool. So like she wasn't tripping over not having anyone in the house for a month or like right. missing that extra rent for a month. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, so I ended up moving in here. I was living with my cousin for a couple months. And that was cool. I miss her now. She's in Morocco. But she, she. Sheila. Yeah, my cousin Sheila. 
Um, so yeah, so Sheila and Chuck were actually business partners before. And so when she was moving out, she was kind of like, oh, well, like I know Chuck, you know, is looking for a spot in DC. Like it will be a good transition. And me and our old roommate were kind of like, yeah, like we would want someone that like someone knows right. at least in the house. Some familiarity. Than, like, yeah, rather than having like a stranger just move in here. Right. But I'm... Yeah, and someone black. I really did want to keep this house. <laughs> Yo, look, to so all house. of our white, Asian, Puerto Rican followers, I, we're, we're listen, human first, all right? Exactly. We are human first, but... You know, we got a swag to us, though. The, the whole world is white. I would rather come home to blackness. Facts. So, that's how I felt. And so, anyways, it just ended up working out. I was like, I have very little criteria except for, you know, the blackness aspect and cleanliness and... Chuck pretty much got, I mean, he definitely got the blackness. The right. It was an interesting uh, interview process. <laughs> was it? Yeah, because she, uh, you know, it was interesting. So when I came to, to you know, see how the house was and all that, they definitely gave me like a, you know, like a, what do you call it? Like a survey kind of thing where mm-hmm. it was asking me certain questions. I guess to see if I was black enough. Nah, 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 not that. But they they let me know off rip they wanted somebody black, and I like that because I'm black. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and the, the other interviewers weren't, so it was it was like a little battle to get in here. And I, and it's funny because the same with uh, Tyrell when we did the uh, virtual we did a virtual interview with Tyrell because he was coming from North Kakalaki. But let's let's tell the whole story <laughs> real though that y'all, you guys posted this on Facebook. I reached and, out, Craig's, and Craigslist. I reached out to Chanel and I was like, yo, what's good? She was like, oh yeah, we're doing an open house, such and such. I was like, I'm probably not gonna make that open house. I'm in North Carolina, but I'm down to video chat. She kind of hit me with like, well, I'll see what I can do. I mean, she was strictly business at that moment. I had definitely like video chat with some other people. And and I get it. You know what I'm saying? You want somebody who can be here, actually Mm -hmm. see that vibe, see like how the energy's flowing, whatnot. So I got it. You know what I'm saying? But luckily that same day hit me back with like, Actually, we're down to video chat. What's yeah, up? Yeah. I was like, oh, okay, word. That's what's up, man. Because the other place I was going to go to, they actually, like, they picked somebody else. She was white. But, you know, like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it worked out for the best. But I'm glad I'm not even there. Because, like, when I think about, like, the space and everything, like, our house right now is, like, very spacious. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, we got a great deal. Again, shout out to S-Dot. Like, <laughs> the real MVP right now. Not yet. And I feel like, well, first of all, Posting houses is not easy, bro. It's not fun. It's not fun. It's not, not easy. You put that shit on Craigslist. You put it on Facebook. And you might get like... I, we actually did get a lot of people yeah, who We responded. had open house kind of thing. We but did, but like up. one person came. Oh, yeah. one. It was so a friend you, of the person that was living here. Yeah, the, it wasn't even the actual person. It was the he friend was of the weird. person that came. And so like you get a lot of like inquiries and people like asking dumb questions. So my, our old roommate, Sam, was like, all right, bro. This is how you like. This is how you weed people out. If you have put a block of text saying everything that like all all the possible like Questions. tenants, yeah, mm-hmm. could ask, and someone still asks you a question that is directly in your post, nah, you don't want them because like they don't read. <laughs> so there was they a don't lot pay of, attention to detail. Yeah, that's an issue. Exactly, but like it was, it wasn't even like it was like regular shit. Like, oh, so what's the rent? I'm like, nigga, it's, right down the it's in this right, shit. Right, right, right. Or I was That's like, the first thing you should read before even bro. reaching out. <laughs> Rent, parking, own bathroom. That's the bro. most important thing. Three main so things. So people were asking me like dumb stuff like that. Or like things like, oh, like I can't, 
make it on this day, but are you guys doing like A, B, and C? When I specifically said like this is the open house, if you can't make it, like this right. is the outline. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. So things like that. So the weeding process was interesting, but anyways, we're glad that we got Tyrell in here. He's cool. Definitely. And so like the whole concept behind Three Strangers, in my opinion, is because we've been I've been here for a month, almost about two months now. For the first month and some change, yeah, it's been about two months. For no, first, it, it feels yeah, about that. Yeah, like, I signed January, February eighth. But you didn't actually. Move okay, so February a month, 20, a month doesn't change. How you know? I was Over there. a month for sure. I was in and out, and you weren't here right. when he moved in. You, you were in. But you said you were gone. You said you came for a weekend and you left. I did. Right, right. And I came so back. Moved the stuff in and everything. Yeah. So, so if you want to count that, and, but you was here and you the time I moved in. Though. I mean, so, we don't got to talk really about that. Fight again. But the whole <laughs> this man funny. is funny as hell. Like, whole reason behind Three Strangers is, in my opinion, and what it means to me is pretty much like from February twentieth until probably last week, we all were doing our own Two thing. Weeks ago. Two weeks ago, all doing our own thing, working. People's coming in and out. You would hear people come in and out, but you really don't know like. Who's coming in? <laughs> who's coming in? Who's going out? Who your roommates are? Like we talked on Facebook for five ten minutes. Mm-hmm. I submitted an application, got approved, and I moved in. I saw Chuck twice. Mm-hmm. I saw Chanel. First time I met it was funny because somebody was blocking the driveway. <laughs> My homegirl was dropping me off, yeah. and this rude ass. Ah, <laughs> I came through the front door. I like how we met though, because it was very, it was like, it was was fun confrontation. I knew what this motherfucker was. It automatically opened me up. Like, let's do this cool. You're talking about right now. He's like, oh, my bad. Because people are like, I don't want that shit. You popped that, you know. But nah, so like, for that whole month or whatever we said, you know what I'm saying? Coming in and out, seeing people, but not really knowing. It took for this, the COVID shit to happen. (laughs) And us to really like sit down and talk. To realize, like, yo, we actually vibe. Right. Yeah. And not trying to say, like, you have to have a vibe with your roommates. Because right. in the day, it can be strictly business. But, like... Be open-minded. Right. But being in a space to where, like, everybody can do their own thing. We all can come together collectively and, like, talk about shit. And have some deep conversations, like, made me really want to do something like this. And yeah. Three Strangers, I think, is legit. Because, like, yeah. at the end of the day, we still don't know each other. We right. still learn. I mean, even just sitting here talking to y'all, like, right now, I just learned mad new shit right. about both of y'all, facts, which facts. is nuts. That's crazy. Which for, uh, like, Chuck and I have been living in the same space for how long now? Like, Since four December. months? Yeah. It's been, like, four months. So the fact that, like, there's still stuff, I mean, obviously there's a lot of stuff I still don't know about of course, you, but, like, of the basics of, like, you lived in L.A. for a year, or, like, mm-hmm. you know, like, that shit I don't know. And so. I think there's a, I think there's value in numbers. You know, a lot of we're inside this era where everything is online and everything is social media, so it's not a lot of human contact. We just think it's normal to be in our own cubicles. But yeah. once you start communicating with people, you find out, you know, like a million uh, a million pounds of gems within that. So I think it's dope that we got together because we could do a podcast right now that a lot of people can relate to. There's a lot of roommates out there that can have so much in common if they just, you know, right. let's just grab a drink one day. Right. If you guys hate it, just don't do it, yeah, again. Don't do it again. But just try it out, you know? So what does this podcast, as of day one, first episode in the books, what does this mean to you and why? Doctor, now. <laughs> yeah, I think it, to me, it's just like connecting, mm-hmm. for real. Because I feel like 
So I've now gone through a little whole shift of roommates since I've been here. Like right. I started a, a full a shift. A full shift. Like wow. So That's when true. I first came in, it was me, and my cousin, and our old roommate Sam. Right. Um, and that was us for like a minute. And I feel like I mean my cousin was my cousin, so we were going out on a regular basis. Um, Sam, I didn't know before, but like Sam and my cousin had a pretty close relationship too. So I naturally gravitated to with Sam and was like talking to him on a regular basis, going out with Sam, Sheila, my cousin, she was doing like some programs over the summer. So I didn't get to chill with her as much as I expected when I first moved here, especially like not knowing anyone. I was like, oh, like this is going to be the one person that's going to like show me around. I'm going to hang out with her. She wasn't here for a lot of the summer. So I ended up hanging out with Sam a lot and going out and like just talking to him and like mm-hmm. Sam knows all my dirt. I swear. Like I was telling him all about my relationship shit so anyways so that was cool to have that transition or like have yeah like a smooth transition from literally moving from minnesota where i was in college and like my friends were at my fingertips at all times right to come into kind of by yourself then yeah Yeah. to come into dc where i don't know not a single person except my cousin and then my aunts and uncles who live in maryland like that was a hard transition for me um, so it was cool to like have those points of contact. And then when Sheila moved out and then Sam moved out, I was like, damn, like who's going to serve as like that point of contact? Who's going to serve as like my network besides like, I mean, DC is all about networking, but like my right. social network. Right? right. Um, so yeah. So I think that's what this is for me too. Like just having a sense of community in the house and like having like, okay, these are my dudes. Like these are my niggas. Like they got right. my back. Right. So yeah. I think for me, I think three strangers. Um, again, I just from my life, you know, I've always been in a situation where I was in a place I wasn't familiar with, and I think that's something that was like an adrenaline, adrenaline rush for me. Going to LA, going to Nigeria, even going in, um to New York. I was in New York for a year, and it's always an experience. And I knew I know what I can get from the unknown. So for me coming to DC and then having roommates. This is kind of like the first time I was in this specific situation, but I just know, you know, that there's a lot of uh, power in the unknown. So I was really open to see what you guys, I'm really open to have new friends because I'm a very tight niche kind of guy. You know, every time I go to different places, I'll be by myself yeah. where I, you know, make associates, but not somebody that I have to deal with every day. Right. I got to deal with you every day, regardless of some shape or form. Right. I always had control of that. So this was kind of like a new challenge for me. Like, you know what? You know, you can make... And being in D.C., a lot of my friends were through my brothers and stuff like that. So I told myself, 2020, I have to make my own friends out here. Because I've been just kind of being friends with my brother's friends, which Mm -hmm. I don't think are really genuine relationships. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Some of them are, but for the most part, they aren't. So I was like, I get to create my own friends. You know what I'm saying? Where it's like... I can keep building a network like this. And then let's say one of Tyrell's friends come by or one of Chanel's friends come by. I can keep expanding my network. So, you know, it was kind of a challenge for me to step out of my comfort zone. I'm not sure if Chanel realized, but the first few months I was really to myself. Like, I'm like, hi and bye. Baby boy, I realized. Like, I just, I'm really, I'll be honest. I think both of you guys, I said there's a power in numbers because yeah, yeah. I was very cool with you. And even when you weren't here, me and Tyra was cool. But with all you guys, it was a complete different energy. Dynamic, yeah. And I, I noticed that when we all first went out and when we all went to uh, this club called Park on 14th Street, that's when I realized 
our energy is kind of attractive because I'm seeing how people are just seeing us turn up. They're like, who are these people? How do they know each other? I'm like, they wouldn't even realize that we're just randomly roommates. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. you just never know when you meet people, like, what could come, what can come out of it. So I'm excited to see what can come out of this podcast, even if it's just something that can touch normal people. It doesn't have to make us a million dollars, but we just want to, you know, kind of relate to people and give people, a, you know, a perspective that's common. And also you know? just, like, getting to know each other's perspectives. Like, I feel like right. this is really going to bring out, like, oh, okay, like... right. Oh, yeah, like, I didn't know you thought about that, right. Chuck. Or, like, I didn't know, mm-hmm. like, that's what you felt about A, B, and C, Tyrell, right, you know? Right, like, right. I feel like if that is the only thing that we get out of this, too, cool. that's, like, right. yeah, that's, that's fine a lot. by me. Because that's going to carry on, like, I mean, in yeah. everyday life. And I and I agree. Um, I feel the same way. I feel like this podcast is getting me out of my comfort zone, mm-hmm. as well as making me step out and do something different. Um, I felt like, you know, for the past five, six years, I've been playing it safe. I'm here. I have nothing to lose. Yeah. I have all stuff to gain. And I think what's going to be really dope, like we all have mentioned, is just like learning from each other. Because that first time we actually just sat down, now granted we was turning up a little bit, but like <laughs> just the conversation and the dialogue. It was lit. It was just like, all right, I have two, well, three, because your cousin was here. Right, like, right. Three other young black professionals right in front of me, and they have all totally different perspectives. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there was gems in that conversation that we all wow. could learn from. I, I don't even remember like we just everything. Was, oh, they, right, We're talking about anything. We, we was getting in. We was getting in though. But um, yeah. So yeah, three strangers for me. Three people coming from different walks of life coming together. At the end of the day, like right now, we're all in the house. But hopefully, when the COVID clears up and we get back to our normal, like. Our normal routine, we're still going to be in and out, but like still just having that cohesive connection mm-hmm. that like we're here as a house, point. you know what yeah. I'm saying, still standing strong. So, right. yeah, most definitely. So, yeah, I have a lot more to say, but let's just, you know, yeah, 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 save yeah. it for yeah. another. So, so, Tara, if you just want to go into like what the structure of this podcast is going to be. Yo, bet. So, like that segment right there, we named that Raw Authentic. Do you want to elaborate a little bit more on Raw Authentic and what that means? Yeah, well, you know, Raw Authentic initially came from one of my best friends. Um, one day we were just talking about my music. He's like, yo, this shit is raw and it's authentic. He an African <laughs> dude from, he from Togo, so he got that French accent. He got that French accent. So this shit is raw authentic, nigga. I'm like, yo, I like that. I really like that. And I feel like it just embodies, like again, like, you know, in D.C. is very PC. If people don't know what that is, political correctness is very affluent out here. And me coming from the inner city, a small town where what's normal to us is normal to us. Coming to a big city is kind of a culture shock mm-hmm. because certain things that you do say, you know, uh, makes people uncomfortable. So I think when I was out here for the first two years, I was very cautious with how I, you know, said things, how I moved around people because I felt like I was rough on the edges. But, you know, doing this um, and something that Tyrell kind of just kind of pushed on me, like, it doesn't matter. Say how you feel. Like, some people may agree with you. Some some people may not. So I feel like this is uh, kind of a platform where I can be myself and not worry about saying the right things. Because at the end of the day, if you come from a good place, the only thing you can do is just learn. You don't have to, right. you know, feel like you're a bad person. Like, at the end right, of the day, right. we're learning. Right. So I think raw authentic is just really giving us, giving people that raw, but from an authentic place, you know, thoughts of how we feel about everyday life. So yeah, that's gonna be our first segment. After that, we have Nelly's list, and go ahead and hit him with a little bit about Nelly's list real quick. (laughs) Yeah, so I'm really into I'm really into music. I listen to music like probably 
15, Probably. 16 hours out the day. 20. Yeah, a lot. He knows because he lives sleep. right next to me <laughs> and like be hearing my shit. Morning. But yeah, I listen Turn to music all the time. <laughs> I listen to that shit. I appreciate you for like letting me be like I'm an artist, so it works. Thank you. But if I was an artist, you would be like, nah, that's a dub. I would have moved in the living room. Not always, but sometimes, yeah. But not bad. Not she bad. had a whole Beyonce concert one day. I don't think you was here. I was downstairs. I said, just Beyonce. I told him I came <laughs> to the crib that time. She had a whole party in the crib. I was like, what the hell? They dragging it. Anyways, so I really, really am into music. I listen to music all the time. And like I would like to say, I'm pretty versatile in the shit that I listen to. Dope, dope music, by the way. Everybody, tune the fuck in. Yeah. Fire shit. Why Keep going. Now that's a fact. Your music is fire. You know, you drop some gems. You know, ain't gonna lie. But yeah, so I guess this came from also like on my Instagram, I would post like songs of the day, like not every day, but decently enough. And mm-hmm. I didn't think like people were really tuning in, or like people were really looking up the songs that I posted and like searching them and adding them to their playlist but they weren't because mm-hmm. there would be time there would be times where i wouldn't post a, a song of the day and people were like bro like i need that's my I need medicine that, that I. it's like or like oh this shit was fire mm-hmm. i just added it this and this and that so i actually got an idea from someone on my instagram I'm like yo you should do like a playlist mm-hmm. like that you know you can cultivate and kind of Call yours, right. and like it could turn into something like Selection, where like they literally have like a whole radio show to like uh dedicated to like thirty minutes or an hour mm-hmm. of like just cultivated songs and like playlists. Um. So yeah. So I think that's where that came from. So Nelly's Nelly's, Nelly's list, list will be kind of like a quick little section about. The songs that I'm vibing with for the week, and they could be from a lot of different genres, mm. mostly probably hip hop and R&B. But I also dibble and dabble in some. I heard shit. some country shit the other day. Nigga, there was I'm no country shit. Be playing Garth Brooks. There was no country, 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 country shit. GB. Garth Brooks. First of all, even if there was some country shit, it would be some fire. It would be some fire country shit. What like Lil Nas X? Nah, I'd be honky tonk, but donk a donk. That shit. Anyway, so yeah, so that's that's what Nelly's list would be. It'll just be like a little five minute, not even five minutes. It'll be five songs where where I like tell you guys the songs I'm vibing with for the week, and why I'm vibing with them. Bet bet. So then, um, the last segment we have, and we may have more. Who knows? It just depends Mm. on what the vibe feels like. Is gonna be the trim up. And so the trim, trim up will trim. be something that I'll be like facilitating and whatnot. But so the trim up for me was like just kind of like a way of life. Um, a little backstory that you guys don't even know. So I used to be like 350 pounds. Ooh. Oh, wow. Like, yeah, I was a big nigga. Um, yeah, yeah. And so now I'm like down to like 265, 268. Damn. Um, so I like I lost this weight like maybe two, three years ago. Whatnot. Dope. Uh, wow. For health issues and just like for my sanity. Yeah. And so, like, I started to trim up actually on Facebook, not Facebook, Instagram, my fault, where I was just, like, posting different workout videos and mm-hmm. health tips. But then I started, like, doing this holistic approach. Like, my roommates know, um, but you guys probably don't know. Like, I'm very into, like, candles and Yeah, we know. Vibes. I said my roommates know. Like, <laughs> oh, I, think so. oh, I got a shit ton of crystals. Facts. I ain't laid them out yet. You know what yep. I'm saying? Like, oh. trying to, like, hold off. But, um, but the trim up for me is just, like, trimming the fat. Of course, I don't want to lose more weight. But... 
trimming the stereotypes, the negative energies, trimming mm. toxic people from your life, and just like a whole new way of living. And some people say you're true. Some people say authentic. Just being yourself, you know what I'm saying? So mm. I would hope to, in this segment, just talk about different things that I have done, different things that I'm learning just to like be a better me and see where that goes. Oh. Yeah. That's real. Well, I'm excited. What about you? Yeah, man, you guys tune in. This is just the introduction. We just wanted to let you guys know who we are. If you want to, you know, check us out to see how we look for the ladies single and ready to mingle. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm, I'm single. I won't say I'm ready to mingle. Uh, I won't say that. It depends because I'm, you know. We're going to talk about that in a different episode. All right. I bet. All right. All right. Yeah. Appreciate Definitely you guys for tuning in to Three Strangers. Yep. And uh, yeah, enjoy. You guys, uh, be careful with the whole COVID too. All right.